Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4, episode 168 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we begin a new week of study in our Come Follow Me materials. We are covering June the 20th to June the 26th in 2 Samuel chapters 5 to 7, 11 to 12 and 1 Kings 3, 8 and 11. So basically 2 Samuel and 1 Kings uh, for the first half or so. Uh, so we have here, um, we have skipped uh, quite a few chapters in first, uh, at the end of 1 Samuel and, the, and at the beginning of 2 Samuel. But in essence, um, we have witnessed uh, Saul trying to kill David on numerous occasions uh, because of his jealousy and his envy growing stronger and stronger. Uh, and then eventually he loses all reason uh, and he ultimately seeks uh, guidance, not from the Lord, but from a witch who manages to have Samuel, uh, the, the spirit of Samuel, speak to Saul and basically condemn him for what he has done. And uh, he is told that he will die in battle with his son, Jonathan. Jonathan, of course, being an excellent example of righteousness and faithfulness, uh, who um, will be blessed. Uh, and he and that is what happens. David is sorrowed because of this, despite uh, the actions of Saul, again showing his compassion and his love and, and mercy for um, Saul. But uh, he ultimately uh, becomes king of um, the king of Israel, which is something which hasn't happened up till now, of course. We know that Israel has been split into its tribes and various groups of its tribes, but he unites Israel in Second Samuel chapter 5. Uh, and they manage uh, to capture Jerusalem, which, as we know, uh, will become ultimately the capital city of the kingdom of Israel. Um, but we're going to begin in Second Samuel, as the uh, Come Follow Me manual states in chapter 5. And we're going to look at uh, how David at this point is seeking the Lord's direction. So in verses 17 to 25, uh, we have uh, a moment where the Philistines have realized that the kingdom of Israel have captured Jerusalem and they obviously want to um, take it back uh, or, they, or, or rather they want to take it from them because it was the Jebusites uh, who had the, the city of Jerusalem before um, Israel conquered it. So in verse 17, for example, it says, But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hold. So they, it's, it's more the fact that they want to capture David, to be honest. So in verse 19, uh, David says uh, to the Lord, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. So... He does this, he follows the direction, uh, and they are they are successful. Uh, and then, in verse 22, um, they, the Philistines came again. And instead of going on relying simply on past experience or on his own strength, in verse 23, it says, When David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be when thou hearest the sound of, of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. So this is interesting here because it could have been very straightforward for David to see the Philistines coming again and say, well, the Lord has delivered them once before, so I'm going to presume that uh, he's going to 
um, deliver them once again. But instead, the Lord tells him to not do that. To fetch a compass around the Philistines uh, in the new uh, international version mentions to circle around behind them. So basically, the Lord is saying to go behind them and uh, lie in wait in the mulberry trees. And then when there is um, basically uh, a wind through the trees, then you will go. So we see this, this is all illustrating the point that David is still very much focused on receiving direction from the Lord. And of course, we perhaps uh, should not ask for the Lord's direction on, on every decision we make every day. I mean, for a start, that would be very lengthy, a lengthy process. And we make dozens, hundreds perhaps of, of decisions every day. So uh, this is clearly not the principle here, but the Lord can give us direction not just in our the spiritual matters of our lives and our callings, for example, uh, but in our days of work, in our working with our family, with uh, all sorts of things that we do um, in, in the way in where we travel and how we travel. Um, the Lord can give us direction. Uh, the, the Come For Me manual says, quote, as you read Second Samuel 5, consider how David's example can help you in the challenges you face. How are you seeking the Lord's direction in your life? How are you being blessed by acting on the revelation that you receive? Um, there is a, a talk mentioned uh, in the, um, the manual by Elder Richard G. Scott. Among many things, he said, quote, The scriptures give eloquent confirmation of how truth consistently lived opens the door to inspiration to know what to do and where needed to have personal capacities enhanced by divine power. The scriptures depict how an individual's capacity to conquer difficulty, doubt, and seemingly insurmountable challenges is strengthened by the Lord in time of need. As you ponder such examples, there will come a quiet confirmation through the Holy Spirit that their experiences are true. You will come to know that similar help is available to you. Close quote. No matter what is going on in your life, no matter what the challenge may be, whether it be with uh, working with someone in, in your family, at work, at church, uh, whether it be trying to complete something for any of those areas, any stewardship that you have in your life, no matter what it is, the Lord can give you direction. And I think that sometimes we just forget that, perhaps in particular in our world of work, but in other areas as well, uh, when we are so focused on our day-to-day -day living that we forget that the Lord can give us that strength and direction. The Come Farm email then skips ahead uh, to chapter 7, but I am going to touch briefly on chapter 6, where we have uh, an occasion where an individual called Uzzah um, puts forth his hand to the Ark of the Covenant um, for the oxen had shaken had shook it. Um, just very briefly, what happens here is that this individual uh, straightens the Ark as it stumbles uh, and the anger of the Lord is kindled against him uh, and he is smitten there and he died by the Ark of God. Now, again, these stories sometimes in the Old Testament do worry us and concern us about the way the Lord uh, works with his children. For example, um, you know, we may be concerned that he is a very um, strict God here and a very angry God uh, for smiting an individual who put forward his hand. But what we need to understand here is that there's, first of all, context that we don't have. We don't know the intentions of Uzzah. It may be that he was trying to do something that could that could have been easily done by someone who was appointed and and or and set apart to hold the Ark of God, the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, we don't know um, if there was warning by uh, by the Lord to Uzzah, but he still did it anyway. 
Uh, but what we are clear on here is that there is authority, that there is priesthood authority um, that needs to carry out certain actions, that we can't just take things upon ourselves. And this was similar with Saul, if you remember, uh, when he decided to sacrifice or make sacrifices when he did not have the authority to do so, taking that upon himself because he had um, the the mindset that he, that he was the king, so he, sh he would be able to do it. Um, in any case, um, we have this as a reminder about the importance of um, the authorised individuals uh, working uh, for the Lord in any capacity uh, in, his, in his kingdom. Uh, but in, verse, in chapter 7, we move into uh, this discussion, interestingly again, about um, appointed individuals uh, completing certain tasks. And interestingly, it's a task which, you know, at first you would think is a wonderful thing to do. Uh, David offers to build a house of the Lord. And this is where we see uh, a temple first being spoken about um, now that the children of Israel have settled uh, in this capital city of Jerusalem. So we'll talk more about that tomorrow uh, and what we learn from this uh, in this occasion here. Thank you so much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study and please do share with us what you've studied and your thoughts on, on our study uh, on our Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.